and welcome to another episode of Daydream Believers. I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. How you going, Elle? I'm pretty well. Had a nice week. What have you been up to? You know, I've been good. Not much going on, which sometimes is nice. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice when there's not much going on. Agreed. I had like a busy weekend, but I weirdly feel relaxed afterwards. It wasn't a overwhelming weekend, which was nice. That's good. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice getting to a stage of life where you can do things, but you're not too in your head the whole weekend. Um, for sure. I was actually able to go and see The Eternals last Friday. Oh, I'm so jelly. It was so good. Oh, look, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. But I personally really enjoyed it, so I recommend it. I might go this week. Might be a little trip to the drive-ins for me. Oh, how good are the drive-ins? I love the drive-ins. I haven't been in years, though. I prefer the drive-ins because I think I've told you before, I have a (laughs) fear of movie (laughs) theatres. Not a fear. I've gotten over it. Like, I can go now sometimes, but I can't sit next to the curtains. (laughs) They freak me out. I don't know why, Elle. It just, it makes me giggle in the nicest way. Good. Yeah, I just prefer the drive-ins. It feels safer. Even though it kind of shouldn't feel safer, but it really does. No, I get it. It's just you you and whoever you're with in the car. I yeah. get it. Exactly. Yeah. At the movies, I, I don't think it's started. I was always kind of afraid of the movie theaters and the curtains a little bit. Right. But I think it started after that person dresses the Joker and shot everyone in America. Ooh, yeah. And then after that, I'm like, every time I'm in a movie theater, I just prepare. I'm like, okay, oh, I will wow, duck underneath really? that person. I will, like, yeah, I prepare. So I, I panic a little bit. And I don't know why the curtains are so especially in the like the terrifyingness like they're gonna pop out of that wall that's behind the curtain but i love it we all have our irrational fears oh 100 you know i'm scared of thunder oh yeah we spoke about that the other day yeah Yeah. and i you know if anyone's listening in in melbourne not that long ago we had quite the rain Mm. and thunder only lasted for 15 minutes but it was enough yeah, it was enough off. to make me be very paranoid at everything for the rest of the day. I think fears is something we should definitely have a chat about in future episodes because yeah. I have too many fears, actually, oh, so many fears. Me too. Mm. I'm scared of a lot of things. I'm scared of loud noises. Yeah. Not loud noise. Like, if something's loud, if music is loud, it's fine. I'm scared of unexpectedly loud noises. Oh. So sometimes if you speak in a volume higher than what I think you're going to speak it, I'll go, oh. <laughs> I just get that, oh. <laughs> That's like when I'm driving and someone beeps, like, unexpectedly. Oh, I can't handle it. Oh, it's, it freaks me out. Then I just become, like, paranoid. I'm like, did I do something wrong? I don't know if yeah. I've done something wrong, but yeah. we'll figure and it then, out. And then I've got what a normal fear is. I don't know if you would call it normal, but spiders. Spiders is a yeah. common one. Everyone's got a little bit of fear. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of spiders. The other night, <laughs> after my husband had gone to bed, George, yeah. And after I'd put the little man down, my young son, I had turned all the lights off and I was just making sure the doors are locked. At my front door, I saw something with my torchlight and I thought it was a huge huntsman. Oh, and I, oh man, I shat myself, literally. It took me 10 minutes to get the courage to actually go up to it and inspect it. And then I realized that it was a squash snail. <laughs> We have got quite an interesting episode. We do. So, Elle, what will be our main topic of conversation? Our main topic is nostalgia. Ooh, nostalgia. Yeah, so we're going to list out our top five songs that make us nostalgic, bring us back to, like, a moment in life. Boys, some of the songs that I have are very random. 
Oh, so am I. I was telling Elle earlier, I couldn't narrow it down to five. I picked like 35 songs because... But you do that for every episode. Yeah, I know. Because my music taste is nostalgia. All of my songs that, like my top 50, 100 songs would all be songs that bring back a memory to me. So it was really hard to narrow it down. And I try to pick songs that I probably wouldn't usually pick. Yeah. So that for the sake of like variety i suppose and not repeating myself but before we get to the nostalgic songs we are going to discuss what was number one in music history this week yes all right take it away l shall i go first yes all right i've got a few here i've got a few here it's pretty interesting in 1965 rolling stones had started a two-week run at number one with get off of my cloud which believe it or not knocked yesterday by the Beatles. I love that song. number one. Yesterday. Oh. The disgrace. I know. You're either a Rolling Stones huge fan or a Beatles fan. And, and I am house? Beatles. We are Beatles fans. All right. In 1971, we have Cher, who oh. started a two-week run at number one with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. I love when you do that. I love that song. We went to the Cher That's concert and Elle singing that while Cher was singing that was just oh, yeah. divine. But you can't just be like, Gypsies, Tramps and thieves. You can't just do that. You've got to be like, Tramps yeah. tramps and thieves. I sound like shit. Yeah. Like. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that concert. How good did she oh, look for her age? She, the way she, hot, the man. energy, man. Oh, She's hot. I've always said that about Cher. She's hot, man. You know what I found interesting? At the concert, she was saying how she was never considered a complete actress and she was never considered a yeah. complete singer. Yeah. But to me, and I get it, I never really thought of it that way. But once I was at the concert, I'm like, yeah, you really, like, I didn't think of you as an actress. But then a lot of people must not think of you as an actual performer either. Well, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah, that's why it's just amazing. So she's, she's yeah, just she a very kills talented it, man. lady. Cool. So, in 1974, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Buckman Turner Overdrive hit number one. That song, baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. He recorded that pretending like it wasn't meant to be, have the stutter at the beginning of that song, Mm. but he was making fun of his brother that has a stutter and the record label was just like, no, we prefer it with the stutter, so add the stutter in. (laughs) Yeah. Funny how those things work. Yeah. Just little things that you're just testing out in the studio room or whatever it's called. It's a joke, but it ends up being... It's my favorite part of the song as well. Yeah. Baby, I used yeah. to jam that. That's one of the songs that got me into listening to like that type of music, just listening to more rocky stuff. I yeah. was very into in high school, I was like into the whole R and B phase, and then the techno dance. Music I think everyone phase. everyone went through a Kanye West phase. Yeah, everyone. Even, and I only listen to rock now, really. And even I went through a Kanye West phase. I think that that's so true. One of my best friends, she used to listen to only rock music, and then suddenly she was into Kanye West, and I was Kanye, like, okay, it's, random. It's always Kanye West. For yeah. some reason, it's always Kanye West. Yeah. So in 1977, ABBA started a four-week run at number one. The name of the game. It's the name of the game. <laughs> I love ABBA love as well. I love ABBA. In 1981, Hall & Oates started a two-week run with Private Eyes. Do, do, I want you. you. In case you didn't catch that, it was Private Eyes. And lastly, yep. in 1993, Meatloaf was number one. I would do anything for love, oh. but I won't do that. I love that song. It's so that is a, you get into the drama of the song. Um, I love the words. Mm. Cause I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Love it. All right, so that is what was number one in music history this week. Love that. Some great songs there. And if you are a lucky person who was born on the twenty seventh of September, you share a birthday with Meatloaf. Yes. Lil Wayne. Oh, I love Lil Wayne. 
and Avril Lavigne. <gasps> Avril! Oh. Avril! She has a new song with Willow Smith. Well, I don't know if it's new, but I listened to it. Uh. And <laughs> it's not that bad. Tell, Hang on. Tell the people how much you love Willow Smith. I've become time. obsessed with Willow Smith because of TikTok. Her voice is divine. Come on. <laughs> I don't know the words. The ride. Yeah. Yeah, you got the first section, all right? <laughs> That's enough, right? So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back guys and now we are going to discuss songs that make us feel nostalgic l take it away love philosophy by jamiroquai oh my god anything by jamiroquai yeah that, that's what <laughs> i have written there like anything by jamiroquai anything by jamiroquai <laughs> it reminds me of my mum cleaning the house like really? when I was younger, Does she loved Jamiroquai. I think so. Like I just remember, like I listened to anything by Jamiroquai, specifically the beat of that song, and it takes me back to like a Saturday morning when you're getting out of bed, and there's like always the, music pumping. And yeah, you and mum's like clean, yeah, in the vacuum, and then, <laughs> like there's a bit of sun coming through into yeah. like the kitchen area, and I like wake up like half asleep. But then that song's on and you're like, okay, time for the day. It's going to be one of those time for like nice days on the weekend <laughs> or you feel like, yes, the weekend, I live for the weekend. Yeah. Like, But yeah, love me some Jamiroquai, anything by him. Definitely nostalgic. Hey everyone, what is holding you back from achieving your fitness and nutrition goals? Is it time, stress, confidence, lack of motivation, or maybe you're just sick of dieting? Do you feel defeated and discouraged because you're not where you want to be with your nutrition and fitness? If you're done being frustrated and discouraged with your lack of success, check out the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about how to change your fitness and nutrition using the principles of mindset, motion, and momentum. We take a deep dive into what makes you tick and how to overcome all of your obstacles, physical and mental. Our goal is to change your health from a chore to a lifestyle. So my first song Mm -hmm. is... A song that made me discover, you know what, I really like rock music. Ooh. Okay. It's When You Were Young by The Killers. I love that. Oh, that yes. is like in my top 30 songs. I love that I song. I love that song. It was on Guitar Hero. Yeah. Number three, I think. Ooh. I would just play that song over and over and over again on Guitar Hero. And I think I was like 12 years old at the time. And I'm like, whoa, I really love rock music. That's what made me realize, wow, I love rock. I love rock. I love rock. I always loved rock, like, even growing up, but then I kind of went through a phase where I was like, oh, let me try listen to these new yeah. age music, but always come back to the rock. Nice. Yes. Oh, your next song. Next song is 21 Guns by Green Day. Oh, yeah. that's a random song. Yeah, and you know what? Because... Green Day was one of those bands where I used to think of them as they sung American Idiot when I was younger. And I was like, I love that song, but not obsessed with Green Day. And then that song came out and I don't know what it was. 21 Guns hit differently for me. It was like in my teen years where I was feeling like anxiety was slowly building within Mm. me to like another level sort of. And that song just really hit me in a different way. Every time I hear it now, I get like transported back to high school. Nice. And... Again, kind of similar to you, it made me have a new kind of love for rock in a different way, like punk yeah. rock, and got me really into Green Day, which I never yeah. thought I'd be a Green Day fan, but I really am a Green Day fan. Some Green Day songs, I mean, they're definitely not my favorite band, like, and they're not even in my top five, but some of their songs just... Mm. Some of them hit. 
there's so many bands that it's hard to like put it yeah, in the top that's 10. That's what I'm saying. But I, I do love them quite a bit. Yeah. I think I'd put them. They'd be somewhere like they'd be somewhere near like Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah. And some forty one. Very nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Alright, my next song is a song that I think everyone loved when I was like in year seven, so twelve to thirteen years old, mm-hmm. and it was everyone's MySpace song. <laughs> so when I hear it, I just think of that time where it was everyone's MySpace song, including my own. <laughs> so it's Where the City Meets the Sea by the Getaway Planet. <laughs> what a song, man. What a song. <gasps> oh my god. That was a song. I think it's this first song ever that I ever truly became like obsessed with. Really? Yeah. In a. Don't get me wrong. Because I was 12 at the time, yeah? Yeah. Before that, I always really liked songs, but I always struggled to find ones that, I don't know, that I really truly loved. So I always listened to songs and plus I just also just wanted to fit in. Yeah. (laughs) So I listened to whatever anyone else listened to. Fair, yeah. But when I heard that song, I was like, oh, because it's kind of like a, kind of like a rock song as well, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of for that time. Kind of, yeah. I think it's like Like a... Like a punky, punky emo kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. phase, yeah. I mean, I definitely went through an emo phase when I was like 12, 13. And I looked like Michael Jackson, but that's just... Like <laughs> you really <time>. did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, those uh, early years of high yes, school. <laughs> dark, dark days. Dark, dark days of like I'm Michael Jackson. I can't unsee it. Can't unsee it. Once you see it, you can't see it. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, that's a story for another time. What's your next song? <laughs> okay. This song is... A song that reminds me of my family growing up when I was probably from birth to 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Oh, can I tell you something right now? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I struggle to listen to that song now. Really? Because of TikTok. What's, is it on TikTok? It is on TikTok and it's used for a really depressing TikToks. Some people like to tell their story on TikTok, right? Yeah. And when they tell a very sad, sad story about their life, it's always wake me up before you go-go. But it's like, it's edited slightly differently. It just goes, wake me up. Oh, yes. And it's just so sad. And I'm like, fuck. I struggle to listen to that song now because of TikTok. But no, wake me up before you go-go reminds me of literally being like when my sister was first born. Like I have very vivid memories of when I was younger. Yeah. And like remembering when my sister was first born. So my dad used to play music in our living room every day. Like every single day there'd be like a little dance party. Mum would be like recording us on a video camera. And me, my dad, my sister would just like party it up. Nice. And yeah, it just reminds me of back then and just enjoying life. And when I listen to that song, even the start of it, every bit of it... I feel transported to being like four years old. How nice. Yeah, it's really, it's something that I feel is really important for me because in moments where I feel like I'm a bit stuck in life or in moments where I feel, I don't know, disconnected to myself, I can play songs like these songs that we're Mm. talking about or other songs that make me nostalgic, especially Wham in general. Wham, Duran Duran, any of those kind of Mm. bands. Yeah, it just takes me back to being with my mum, my sister, my dad. That's always nice. Yeah. Happy memories. Yeah, those memories where you're just like, embracing childhood and you're just dancing you're having fun and I think that's when I became in love with music just being those moments where I was like sitting with my dad and my sister and my mum and just singing along and dancing Mm. and just those are my favorite memories of my life so it's just something that I hold very closely you know it's nice Elle it seems like your dad was a big influence on you liking music oh definitely yes most of my music taste is purely from my dad and then there's other little parts that Definitely have a side that's just purely me. Like, I don't yeah, think of course. my dad listens to... I... Actually, he probably listens to some of the same music as me. He probably does. 
So my next song is Seven Things by Miley Cyrus. The seven things I hate about you. Yes, and then... I do feel the nostalgia. Like, straight away, I get, like, a feeling inside. You know, like, those songs where you just, you you get transported? It's a feeling. These songs are very much when I was, like, 12, 13. Yeah. I'm noticing. That song I would cry to because me and my first boyfriend broke up. Oh. And I'll be so sad. And And that's such a I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. (laughs) Miley Cyrus was very influential back then. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. I actually still love her. I think she's awesome. I don't mind her. I've never been the hugest fan, but I don't that song to... "Hoedown Throwdown." I had that on my iPod, really? and that's the only Miley Cyrus song I would boom clap, boom de clap, de clap. <laughs> I was obsessed with that one See, song. I don't listen to her music at all. Mm. Like back then, I did a little bit. Yeah, I don't listen to her music at all. It's just not my thing. Mm. But I like her. Oh yeah, I can agree. A... I think she's independent in her own way which i really yeah. i think that she's not afraid to just be whoever she wants to be which and is I like amazing that. i like yeah. that about her anyways let's see with that one it's a quick one cool my next one is thank you by dido is that how you say it? dido or ditto i used to say ditto when i was I little but i think ditto. it's dido but it's yeah. probably dido but i always said ditto. the song thank you it's kind of half dido's version and half eminem's stan because Matty's gone cold mm. i'm wondering why something about mm. any dido song in general just Brings me back early till probably mid primary school. Yeah. Like the 2001 to 2005 kind of time. Yeah. And I instantly feel, besides also the ads that for like work safe that she's on. All your songs have very nice. Oh, I memories. don't forget I had 30. I didn't narrow them down <laughs> to this. But yeah, I really like the her songs. I feel like her songs are just that mid 2000s for me. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. All right, my next song is Viva La Vida. By Coldplay. Uh, dun, 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 so I was, oof, I was obsessed with that song for a long time. I had my little fake iPod, and it wasn't an iPod. It was oh, like an like... MP3 player that I could only hold like five songs. Oh, and Viva La Vida was one of them. Nice on repeat. On repeat, and oh god damn, I loved that song. Absolutely loved it. And it's really funny because I, I've i been to two Coldplay concerts. And the first one I went to with my younger brother, Dean, and my auntie. And when Viva La Vida came on, there was a guy who was sitting a few seats further down from us. He looked like the writer Stephen King. Oh, yeah. So Dean and I were kept saying throughout the whole concert, that guy looks like Stephen King. Like he had the glasses and everything. Yeah. And when Viva La Vida came on, in our little section, me and Dean... And Stephen King were the only people <laughs> who were standing up and dancing to that song at the time. Yeah. And me and Dean were like, hey, to this guy. And he was like, hey, to us. So me and Dean are like, Stephen King. <laughs> so whenever I hear that song now, besides me being obsessed with it when I was like 13, yeah. I also think of the time. I meant doppelganger Stephen King. Love that. Yep, very random. I remember at the Kiss concert once, I saw a guy that looked like Rod Stewart in front of me, and I was semi-excited. Oh my god, if we're going to quickly talk about that. Yeah. When I was at the Paul McCartney concert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I know what you're going to say as well. When I was at the Paul McCartney concert, the guy behind me looked exactly like Ringo Starr. (laughs) Spoke like him everything. And we got talking. I was talking to this guy for ages before the concert. Yeah. And he actually asked me, he goes, what's your mum's name? And I'm like... Uh, and I told him and yeah. I'm like why and he goes because I'm pretty sure you're my daughter <laughs> he goes I think you're my daughter 
are you my daughter? And I'm like, oh, I have a dad. But, uh, I have a dad. I look kind of exactly like him, but it's fine. He's also in the crowd. So. <laughs> anyway, that's such a funny story. Go on. Oh, imagine it was Ringo Starr and he just had a bit of face work done, you know, and you just... And he thought that I was his daughter. That would be a fucking pain. <laughs> I would cry. Yeah. Um, which I did cry at that concert. I was there as well, but sitting much further back in the oh, very... I was like close to front row. Yeah, I remember. And I remember just sitting there in the back, far, far back, and yeah. just bawling my eyes out to oh. yesterday. Oh, that was, that was the best concert I've ever been to. It was amazing. Sure. Amazing. Concert. Yeah. So my final song, which I will give you honorable mentions because I need to, because I need to get off uh, my chest yes. the others later. My final song is Blue by Eiffel 65. Oh my God. Who doesn't love that song though? It takes me back to after school. So my auntie used to live with my grandparents and my grandparents would pick me up from primary school. <clears throat> and after school, my auntie had this one CD that had like sort of like dance hits of the early 2000s and blue was on there it was the second song on that cd and i pumped it every day after school just be me listening to blue and yeah just i love that song every time i hear it i feel like i am again living in the early 2000s yeah that is a great song and i love hearing it in movies what movies is it in oh it's in i believe it's at the start of i'm in three yeah you have to listen up here's a story Yeah. yeah I saw him Eiffel 65 live probably in 2019, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I went to a, like, a 90s concert. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Watched the guy that sings Mumbo Number no. 5, Lou Bega. Mumbo Number no. 5. Yeah, so good. I was going to add some Aqua and Venga Boys in here because I mm. love me some Aqua and Venga Boys, but I'll save them for another day. But yeah, my honorable mentions, though, mm-hmm. Scar by Missy Higgins. Oh wow! Okay, because it just like it just takes me back to like those days. That is such a time, and I never liked that song until as an adult listening to it. Oh, because I think of the nostalgia. Oh, I haven't heard it since I've been an adult. I think. Yeah, (laughs) another song is "Club Can't Even Handle Me Right Now" by Flo Rida and Dave Guetta. (laughs) Just because it takes me back to like those like late high school years, and you're like, oh yeah, that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Songs like that. And then The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love it. Brings me back. Good vibes. All right. My last song is Just Dance by Lady Gaga. Takes me so much back to those days, like Ooh, early high song, school. That song was... I fucking loved that song when it came out. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I really did. And when I hear it, it just takes me back. That's the song that made me want to go to her concert. And I was so glad that I went to her concert because she's just amazing i don't really listen to her music now but she's just someone who i feel like if i ever met her we'd have a connection oh is that weird to say no i think that's normal because i have the same thing about ariana grande oh yeah weird obsession with her went through a phase of like really being in love with ariana grande yeah that's me with lady gaga i anything she does i think she shits gold yeah Fair just enough. To put it, Good point. Just to be frank, I haven't watched that movie she's in still. Um, what uh, the A Star Is Born? Yeah, A Star Is Born. I haven't watched. Oh it. Oh my god, you got to watch that. Yeah, people say, but I get really with movies. Apparently, it's really sad. It's really fucking sad. I'll I'll give it a go. But I'm she's just gonna be amazing. Prepared. She, oh, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna cry a lot. Just yeah. And I do have a couple of honorable mentions, but mine are bands. Okay, so these bands are very of the times. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, Rogue Traders. I had them on my list. Are you serious? Rogue Traders. Yes. Yes. I was obsessed with Rogue Traders as well. I had this friend in primary school who was obsessed with Rogue Traders. So I tried to like him too. So that way I could be cool with the game. Oh, yes. (sighs) 
How'd that go for you? Yeah, it went really well, Elle. We're still <laughs> friends. I haven't spoken to her in like 20 years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is the Veronicas. That was my first concert was the Veronicas concert. Really? I love them. My first concert was Pink. Oh. She was awesome, too. Yeah, Pink was great. Pink is talented. She is so talented. And she does that acrobatic yeah. Cirque du Soleil vibe with her concerts. So good. I can imagine that being, oh, I like that's going the extra mile at a concert as well. Extra to mile. move around the stage and like fly up and stuff. Extra mile. But yeah, Ver- Veronica's were great. I used to like the original Veronica's like forever, like I'm a revolution. Yeah. yeah. I like like Untouched and stuff too. Like that is without a doubt a classic. Yeah. But yeah, just old school Veronica's hit it in a different way. Oh yeah. I'm going to add in here as well. The song Absolutely Everybody by Vanessa Amorossi. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. everybody, 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 everybody. But yeah. yeah that, oh my God. Honestly, if we had the time. I could go through so many. We could just pick up all these random yeah. songs. Or like every song from like a primary school disco. Like, Oh yeah. Oh. Or what about your graduation oh. at for primary school? As we go oh. on. We or I hope you had the, the time, time of, of your, your life. life. Yeah. Of course. Alright guys, well that wraps up today's episode. It does, it does. Just to wrap things up properly, please email us your thoughts about the episode. Let us know your birthdays and we will do the who was born on this day for your birthday. Yeah. And we will mention you in the podcast. So email us at daydreambelievers.com podcast at gmail.com oh yes we also have a playlist so i will link that in the description as well a playlist of all the songs that we mentioned throughout all episodes so that you guys can quickly grab and listen we will link all that in the description below and if there's anything you want us to talk about in future episodes anything to do with mindset or mental health any music kind of categories you want us to go through please let us know if you are interested in coaching at all i have some one-on-one spaces available so feel free to message me on instagram at emt coaching and guys i do have my own podcast as well where i talk about movies and movie news that is three tickets to and i will link everything in the description below but guys that is all have a great night we will see you next week why did i say night i don't know well, any <laughs> night could be a great night any night could be a great night yes exactly That's right. all right guys see ya ciao i love you bye